0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first ever NASCAR, which is the North and South Q&A featuring myself, Heath, and my guest today is my fellow co-host, State. How are you buddy?
1: Good evening, I am good mate, yourself?
0: Very, very well, thank you. So we'll cut to the chase and straight away get into what this podcast is all about. This is a direct Q&A to understand exactly the type of FPL manager in front of me at the moment. And we want to kind of get inside his brain, understand exactly where he is, what what he thinks of FPL, how he plays the game, et cetera, et cetera. We've got a whole load of questions for him. And the idea is that hopefully you can be inspired by him and become a better manager or laugh at him and just enjoy this as a comedy podcast. <laughs> Either way, the most important thing here is that you know, we get some insights to what an FPL manager may go through. So State, it's as simple as this. I'm going to ask you a certain amount of questions and I want you to be as honest as you can be. Are you up for that?
1: Of course I am, On me.
0: Nice. All right, Well, well, we'll get straight to it. So the first one is I've pretty much given this away. What is your name? State. And what is your FPL team name?
1: My FPL team is Northern Super Kings. What is your Twitter handle? FPL underscore Northerner.
0: And the most important question: are you north or are you south?
1: Don't swear at me with a letter, okay? I'm a northern <laughs> boy. And if you can't tell by the accent, then you well, you know, something's wrong with you. That's all I'll say.
0: North was just the perfect answer. That's all I needed. <laughs> I didn't want
1: to go
0: there. I wanted, I wanted to be clear about it. <laughs>
1: you, know, you know what I'm like. <laughs> OK, so what, what football team do you support? I support Robin United. And, um, and why is that? I was forced into this way of life um, at birth. My, my dad took me to one side and said, you're going to be a Rovham fan. Took me there and that was it. And, you know, to be fair, I'm, I'm more than happy with that decision being made. And I think a lot of, a lot of football fans... Probably followed their their old man, um, or parents, or whoever the peers were um, into supporting their, t- their, their team. You know, my my lad is two and a half years old. He he doesn't realise it, but he's a Robin fan. He's got no chance in life. <laughs>
0: <that>. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. <laughs> so do do you play football? And if so, what position?
1: Yes, I, I still play football, um, much to my better half's annoyance. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm either a full-back or I play a holding midfield role. You know. A bit like a Xavi type player, you know, if I'm in the holding role. I'm not a Kante, I'm, I'm more the Xavi. Like what what the did you just around. call
0: yourself? You're not a what? Xavi, I'm not a <laughs> Kante, I'm a <not>
1: Xavi. <laughs> <laughs> one of my nicknames of football is P.E. Esther. I get called that for some reason, I, you take that from that what you will.
0: I think it's just the hairstyle. It's just the hair. That's the it only probably, way. It's definitely it not the talent. Is.
1: It probably <laughs> is. I don't know about that. You know, I've got a little bit here and there. I have moments.
0: <laughs> okay. So what is your earliest football memory?
1: Well, it's Italia 90. Um I, I was um, what, six, just shy of six. five and a bit years old. I remember all of that tournament. But Italia 90, David Platt's goal against Belgium is... It's sort of the, the real memory that sticks into, into play a lot. Um, you know, that was in the the, the second round of the, the World Cup in the last minute of extra time. What a goal. But yeah, that's my sort of early pure memory, which I can remember everything of. I watched it on telly with my, with my with my dad at the time.
0: And what is your your favourite football memory?
1: First of September, 2001. And that's my birthday. Um There was a certain game that ended Germany 1, England 5 on my actual birthday. You're not going to get a better birthday than that, I'll tell you that now. I mean, the only bad thing was it was all Liverpool players who scored and Liverpool claim it's their win, but yeah, great, great result.
0: (laughs) And how long have you been playing FPL?
1: Um, Not long enough, probably. You know, 2006, 2007 was my initial season, which was... um, I think um, I think the reason I didn't play before that was probably you can vouch for this was I was um, at university for three years before that and I was was not in a way to to do something like that on a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: so um, what is your highest FPL rank?
1: Um, probably not as good as a lot of people out there. Seventy three thousand two hundred twenty third. I've hit oh. the top one hundred thousand a number of times, but that that was my best one. And what is your lowest FPL rank? Well, this is a lovely number. 1.934148 million. <laughs> so never been outside the top 2 million. So that was only a couple of seasons ago as well when I had an absolute stinker. It did coincide in the birth of my son, though. So I blame him for every all of that.
0: Did you just lose interest or was it just the fact that just things didn't work out for you that year?
1: Oh, like I said, I'll, I'll, I'm blaming my son completely for it. There's no other explanation other than that. I'm
0: sure other people <laughs> will understand that. So yeah. who, who is your like favourite FPL
1: player? Um, it'd have to be, for me, Kevin De Bruyne. He's my favourite FPL player. He's um, been, When he's on the pitch, you, you can get anything from him. You can get assists, you can get goals, you can get points, et cetera. But um, I, yeah, I, I just love Kevin De Bruyne. He's probably one, also one of my favourite players um, in the world as well. But um, as an FPL player, yeah. I, I, I love that guy.
0: And what would be your favourite ever FPL moment?
1: Well it, well, it was it was a bittersweet moment. This okay, so I in two thousand fifteen, me and one of my closest mates went to Man City versus Newcastle. We were in Manchester for a stag do that evening. We got tickets to the City Newcastle game, uh, an early kickoff. And um, we saw Sergio Aguero score five goals against Newcastle. I think he touched the ball about eight times. Anyway, I had him as my captain that day. So I'm like, brilliant, get in there. And then my mate next to me, I'm like, who who do you have as captain? He went, Aguero. And I went, oh, well done. He goes, yeah, triple (laughs) captain. Yeah. So I was just like, and we have a head-to-head league every year as well. And I would just look to him, I'm like, you did what? You didn't say that in the pub before. And I went, oh, I only decided like, you know, a minute before, thingy when we were travelling to the ground, I'm like, sneaky bugger, yeah. So I was like, really, I played captain five. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people had a griever that day, but he then triple captain, so it turned my sweet moment into a little bit of a, a sour one. So it came came well together, but still a great moment, I guess, in F- in terms of FPL for him and for me in a way.
0: Definitely. So um, you're from the north, um, so. If you were picking from the north, which three teams would you focus on from your region and why, in an FPL sense?
1: Um, well, I'm assuming we mean current current um, sides in, in for the north at the moment. So, well, I'll choose both the Scouts teams, Liverpool and Everton. Um, I mean, for starters, with them, I mean Liverpool. I just think for their sort of attacking options. And I don't just mean the forwards as well, the midfielders. I mean defensively, they've got some great point scorers there. Um, you know, but you've also got you can hit all of the sort of different sort of characteristics that we have. You know, good from far, far from good players, differentials, newcomers, set pieces, captain options. You know, you've got all of those. Liverpool, you've, yeah, you've got the ones to avoid in their squads. But yeah, you've got you've got some good picks in the Away from like the, the top players, they're always bringing someone in who can sort of make a difference on week on. Everton are there more for your bargains, I, I think Everton are now. You know, you get some cracking, especially this season, some cracking players that brought in and you know, start start the season well. Um, but, you know, they've still got, your, you know, your sort of bigger players. But, you know, none of them are like, you know, in the tens of millions and they score a good points. So that's them two for the definite. So the third team were a little bit more difficult. You know, I could, I could go He's in Man City wouldn't be one for me to scout because everyone knows about Man City, Man City not Man City. And everyone knows it's Pep Roulette as well. So you, you're not gonna you're not gonna really mess around with that. Apart from maybe a few players at the back for them. Man United, I just don't want to pick them to be fair to scout because some absolute dickheads of Man United fans. and just don't want to do it. So I would say the third team I'd pick would have to be Leeds. And the reason for that would be because I could slate them whilst also mentioning the odd good thing about them because nobody likes Leeds really buying Leeds fans. So, yeah, that'd be the the final reason why I'd scout them. But they are good to watch as well. So you can get some great insight if you watch Leeds and scout them. From an FPL point of view, you can see the the potential point scorers and and what they could do for your team as well.
0: Yeah, Bielsa's certainly turned Leeds from a... uh... A team that most hated, a team that most admire nowadays, the way they play. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I still hear them as a club, but yeah, I love watching them. (laughs) Can't argue about that.
0: Fair play, fair play. And so we, just to enlighten you guys, we have a scouted players section that we use on our regular podcast. So we're going to use the, the structure we have for that. So from your region, so this is the North, which current players... Would you fit into each category here? So I'm going to start with good from afar, but far from good. And if you're not aware of this, this is a good player but a low scorer.
1: rutino Wolves. Uh, he's a lovely player. To watch, you know, great on the ball. He glides around the pitch, a bit like myself, you know. And yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> and he, but um, yeah, he's great on the ball and that. Um, he used to sort of be like sort of set peace taker for them, but he doesn't seem to be doing that anymore. And um, so he's, he's not gonna score you much points and, and that, but he's a good he's a good footballer, really good to watch, you know. Other people like could come close to that who similar as well, like to Thiago at Liverpool, you know. Um, but um, yeah, Moutinho, I think he's really good to watch. He's a, a really good footballer, and he's been around doing it for years. You know, he's been been everywhere as that guy, and he's still doing it now. And he's he's definitely into his thirties, I'd say, and um, still still got it.
0: Definitely. Uh, okay, so um, the next next the next one is differential. So again, if you're not aware of a differential, it's underestimated, but a big point scorer.
1: Mm. People might say this is controversial, but I'll prove why I'm right here and why you're wrong when you think that. Okay. So, Sadio Mane is my differential at the moment. He's only selected by 2.8% of teams in Fantasy League at the moment. He's already scored four goals, got the assist this season, some bonus points. So, barring Mo Salah, you know, he's one of the big, biggest scorers in the, in the game, and he's only selected by 2.8% of teams.
0: I think that's a good shout mate I think a differential if you were to really nail down how you would kind of define it it would be how many people own him probably and if it's less than 10% 5% then it's certainly differential I mean his price is obviously the reason why he's differential yeah. but it's still a differential so I think that's a good shout I, I know it. Is. thank you <laughs> so the uh, the next category would be a newcomer so a new player to the league this season
1: yeah I'd, a little bit. I mean, I, he's not a newcomer. The one I wanted to pick, but he was—he he came last season, but he was injured for a lot of it, out with COVID for a lot. I mean, I'd, I'd be looking at someone like Sam Maximin from from Newcastle, who's you know still relatively new to the league. Um, so, I mean, he'd be someone who I would have been sort of thinking about there. But obviously, given he was there last season, I'm probably cheating a little bit. Um, so, I mean. I think, personally, I'm probably gonna have to say. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I can't say it. Ronaldo. <laughs> well, I did think about saying Ronaldo, but then I was like, no. If I say that, I'm just gonna get absolutely, you know, um, bummed here. So um, I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't go with Ronaldo for, for that reason. So. Um, <sighs> Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to stay with that. Same with Sam Maxman. I, I can't, I can't go where I was going to go. I'm sorry. I'll leave that to to the listeners to think where I might have gone with that. But no, Sam Sam Maxman. I'm, I'm claiming he didn't have a good season. He wasn't available all last season, basically.
0: And he changed position as well. So he's now a striker, yeah. whereas last year he was a midfielder.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, but he's he's really good. Really good play, and you know, great one to watch.
0: I actually think that he was around the season before. By the way, you're killing me, killing. Nah, because I think I think he when Watford went <laughs> down, right. they they had some. Okay,
1: <laughs> all right. Well, I had a third option. and, that'd be, <laughs> and that, I knew you'd come back at me and won't let me get away with it. No, As I thought a bit. Um, Juan at Wolves. Uh, Perfect. Australia. Perfect. He, he's he's one to probably watch. Um, you know, he can, he knows where the net is. And I think um, we mentioned it in our last podcast um, that Jimenez seems to be playing a bit more of a 10 role and Huang is now the furthest one forward, getting on the end of chances being a poacher. He clearly can finish. Um, and I think um, he could be one, and he's cheap, cheap to watch, so he could be a really good newcomer to, to maybe have a knife. Wolves have a good run, which they picking up some points now. He could be someone to, to look at as a newcomer player.
0: Nice. OK, so who would be your set-piece extraordinaire uh, I don't need to explain it, but I'll just say it's who takes free kicks, corners, and penalties. KDB. For all three.
1: KDB. Yeah.
0: Fair enough. I don't yeah. think any explanation yeah. needs to be said there, definitely does it?
1: Not. No. <laughs> anyone questions it? Go and balls to him. Okay.
0: All right. So, uh, and the next one and the last one is who would be your captain, fantastic, the consistent scorer again? I think this is
1: pretty obvious. Yeah. Mo Salah. Yeah. Everything. I mean, you can't not have him. If you don't have a new fantasy team right now, there's only one reason for that. Well, two reasons. One, you can only pick a southern team like Keith. Or the second one, you have got some brain cells missing. Okay? You've got
0: Mane, yeah, <laughs> so yeah yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, you may have got Mane. Yeah, <laughs> that's why. it sounds like seventy, probably not ninety-seven point two percent, and uh, Mane is the other two point eight. That's probably it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so. That's our scouted players uh, category. So now we'll move on to the questions. So apart from Ben Foster, which current FPL player do you think picks an FPL team? And if he does, does he pick himself?
1: I think the obvious answer would have been Patrick Bamford because I I think he's he's seen speaking by him, but I don't want to go down that obvious one. I think... I have a a suspicion that somebody like... um, I think somebody like, I think um, Will Hughes at Watford might have a team. I think Now, now at Crystal Palace, by the way. Oh, has he gone to Palace? Is he, yeah. Has he? Yeah. Nice. They've signed him beginning of the season. He
0: signed him? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. God, he, hasn't, I like he, hasn't, he hasn't played for them yet.
1: No. but I think I think someone like Will Hughes is probably a bit like that. You know, mm-hmm. if he strikes me as a guy might play FIFA a lot as well. And um, I think he'd definitely have a fantasy team. I think a lot of people would probably have to play FIFA, will probably have fantasy teams. So I know like Neil Mapai at Brighton has one as well. But I'm going with Will Hughes. I don't think Will Hughes will put himself in there. I think he's a smart enough lad to know he's not going to score many points. Mm-hmm. I think he'll, um, you know, even if he were playing, I don't, he's not really a, a big point scoring FPL player. So I'm going to go Will Hughes. Hopefully Will listens to this and lets us know if he does. If he doesn't, why not? Please.
0: All right. Nice. I I like that. I I I think Will Hughes uh, is actually a very, very interesting character, to say at least. I'm sure Ben Foss has actually had some kind of input in that by having him in his his video diaries. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so back to you. Now, what is your strategy when you pick your FPL team?
1: My strategy is... I like to get players and you're know, going to get your clean sheets because let's be honest now everyone picks big players to score on big points. So like your sellers, your Canes, Mane's, Ronaldo's Lukaku's, you know, those players, everyone's gonna have two or three of those in their side every year. Okay. That's that's a given. All right. Nobody doesn't because that's where you get your big points. And so my other philosophy is get clean sheets in your team. You know, people are like, well, you know, you only get six points. They add up. If you get four defenders, you keep them three or four defenders all clean sheets that weekend, you know, you've all of a sudden got another 30, you know, 30 points basically there. You'll probably get some bonus points maybe from the odd one of them as well. So I like, yeah, I like getting some defenders who can keep clean sheets, that's for sure. I'm not as bothered about assist makers as I am clean sheets. Prefer, plus you get more points for a clean sheet than you do an assist.
0: Nice. Okay. And and how often would you check your team?
1: Oof probably three, four times a week I probably check it. Even if I don't need to check it, I'll probably have a look at it. You know, but yeah, I'm 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 on them. Yeah, three, four times a week, I'll check my team during the week. Obviously at at the weekends I suppose I'll probably check it more than that because at weekends I'm probably constantly checking like for points updates and stuff as well.
0: And when do you choose slash make your transfers?
1: Um generally I go early. Um, unless there's European, it's um, European games during the week, which obviously there is a lot more of now. But generally, I'm not going to take out my big players unless I'm making a really big move. So it's not. I I like to go earlier, try and get there before price price ups as well. You know, before the, 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 the figures go up or down. If you've got a thinking, a feeling you've got a player you want to get rid of, but you think his value might go down. Get rid of him there, and then you know. Same if you've got a player you want and you think his value might go up, get him in before it goes up if you can. So the earlier the better. Obviously you run the risk of injuries, but at the same time, player you know you, you know the player can still pull out injured Saturday morning you know, and you've, and you've already done the transfer. So I'm, I, you know I'm, that risk does not take me. You've got a squad for a reason, guys. Use it.
0: And knowing you as well, you're a bit of a risk taker, right? That, that that should be your strategy, really. You're you're not afraid to take risks, right?
1: No, definitely not. I'm bloody, I'm 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 all I'm all about impulse and you know just go for it, you know. Don't 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 be one of these boring fannies in just players like certain people. I mean, you know, not, don't don't want to mention names, Heath, but um yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Sorry, oops I mentioned the name. Oh dear. <laughs> but um, I, I take risks. I I'm, want I'm, I'm one, I'm one to try and go big and go. It's probably why I'm not consistently, you know, top top hundred thousand scorer, you know, in the game after overall. Which, um, but when one, one day I'll pull off and I'll pull, you'll find me somewhere somewhere flying.
0: What do you look for when you're choosing your captain?
1: Well, I think you know it's it's all about your consistency. Point scorers, like you know, like we said with the captain, fantastic. You know, you look, you're looking for somebody who's consistently going to be playing games, scoring goals. Um, and I think you know, for me, the best player, regardless of the opponent, you know, your best player who's on the best form at that time. You know, at the moment, that's most salad. But, you know, you, like I said, you're going to have three superstars on your side, and you know, playing pretty much every game, unless you've got a manager like Oleg and Solskjaer. Um, and then, um, you know, but yeah, best player, you know, Salah, it doesn't matter who he's playing against. He proved it last weekend against Man City. People would have captained him because of that reason. I mean, i one of them. I, I captured Ronaldo because I thought he'd play him every game, but he obviously proved me wrong. But Salah, was quality against C, he's quality against a lot of teams, you know, so he, he, he does turn up in the big games, so play someone who dun- who turns up in every game, not just in the big games, but will turn up against the smaller teams, the bigger teams you know, mid-table teams get them in and just be happy with that, don't overthink it too much
0: And I, th- I think you've pretty much answered this earlier, but do you worry about team value?
1: Definitely not <laughs>
0: You said the opposite a minute ago. You said you made your transfers early.
1: Oh yeah, I do, but I don't worry about what my team overall value is. I no, but what
0: it, what it what it means really is, are you worried about players going up and down in price before you make the transfer?
1: Well, I guess yeah. I suppose my answer before yeah, and I probably didn't see it that way. I'm. I don't think I'm that bothered about team value, but I am a tight northerner. I guess. So I just want to, <laughs> to get something cheaper than what cheaper than what I could get it the next day, you know, sort of thing. You know, if the sale's on on the Friday, I'll go on the Friday. I'm not gonna wait till Saturday when the sale's gone off. But it's not about the the team value. It's just about me saving a little bit of money to put in my own pocket, you know, sort of thing for a rainy day. So I guess you're right. I do I've contradicted myself big time. But um you know I'm I'm still quietly okay about it. I'm I've got friends who turn around and say to me, oh, oh my teams like worth 104 million now, you know, sort of thing. I'm like, I couldn't give a crap if your team's worth 104 million. Don't bother me one little bit. I don't I went, it bothers me, yeah, if I trying to get someone in at good value, but I'm not bothered about what my overall team value is.
0: I'll tell you what, if they're valued their teams 104 million, I think they're doing pretty well. <laughs> yeah, they probably are. Yeah, maybe I should care about that
1: Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> I have to think about that. Maybe I'm going to rethink
0: my strategy after this call. <laughs> yeah, ultimately, if anyone is listening and actually has any advice for state here, then please feel free to, to chat him on, on Twitter. You've got his Twitter handle. We have got that early days. Um, okay, so uh, what is your strategy when it comes to chips? So if you're not aware, it's the obviously for listeners, it's the wild card, it's the bench boost, it's the free here. And it's the triple, triple captain. captain.
1: Yeah, and um, I think the triple captain is the main one um, for me in terms of like having a plan for the chips. Trying to save that for as late as possible in the season when you start getting some double-headed game weeks, and you got to hope for a, t- a title race to be happening those weeks as well, because then you're likely to see big teams playing the big players in both games. You know, um, I mean, Liverpool are always good for a double game week because you know they consistently play Salah and Mane because they haven't got anyone else to replace either of them and even if one of them's on the bench in one of those games they probably come on for 30 minutes like Salah regularly can do and score a few goals so I saved tr- save my triple captain for the back end of the season and you're going to get a double game week and like I said hope for a title challenge You know, for it to be close where a team's got to play their best team in both games because they can't afford any slip-ups and that's that's where you do it. I know a lot of people go early, but those people who go early, it's it's generally just after a, a winner of a single game week, you know, and you know, which is fine. That's if that's your prerogative, go for it. But you know, my objective is to beat my friends at the overall season, and the best way to do is that to get as much out of your triple captain as possible. Um, the free hit, I think it's one of those that I I, I don't really plan when to use that. I might just look at my team and think he looks pretty shit this week, so I'm going to just use a free hit to, you know, to try something different, and um, you know, because I don't fancy my team getting many points. Um, Bench boost, again, I I don't really plan with my bench boost, and it shows because most of, you know, I've got a couple of people on my bench where I'm not where they're not actually going to play really much. You know, I mean, I think 13 out of my 15 squad members play, but the two people on the bench aren't going to be high scorers so again it's not something I sort of overly use the bench roost. again I probably could do but I don't plan on that um and then what was the is that is that oh, the wild card i generally use my first wild card early doors in the season I've already used it this year it's normally done within the first five or six weeks and I think a lot of people do that um and I think it's about don't be worried about using it early. You get a second one, after, you know, once January transfer window's over. So, and then between that period, you can, you know, you can carry transfers over to help you out. You know, you can plan ahead with your transfers, which I, I do a little bit more of now. So game week, uh, wild cards, I'd say don't, miss, don't be worried about using it early. I I'd like to use it early because you never know who's going to do well. You think you know who's going to do well at the start of season and then it could all just go to pot after two weeks and you have to use your wild card and that's what it's there for
0: nice what are your biggest fpl goals slash
1: aims so this is a really weird one i've got it. it's not like to be like the best in the world or the best in Britain, which is yeah be a great achievement don't get me wrong i would really like to if i have a mediocre season to land my overall score bang on my year of birth that would be fantastic that
0: was it, that was
1: it 1985? 1984. Yeah. So, 1984. yeah. So, if I could get 1984 points, I thought like that. But now, because my son's born in 2019, I'm now thinking, actually, maybe I should aim a bit higher and go for 2019 points, you know. Just be, that's, that's my aim in life to just land on the, the year. I'm not going to do it with my missus. She's older than me, so that means lower points. So I'm not going to allow that to happen. <laughs> so, so, yeah. But, yeah, even my age or my son's um, year of birth, that'd be cool just to land on that. that that's a goal of mine, but I'm not going to deliberately go out there to try and get it on there. I'd probably fail miserably if I tried that. But, you know, that'd be cool. But now, nah, I suppose on a serious note, I wouldn't mind being like, yeah, getting getting like close to like a, a manager of the month type thing or something. But um, you know, I think I've got to be in a little bit more realistic and just make sure that I beat Heath this year in the head-to-head.
0: I, I love the idea that if you're on something like 2,000 points, you make loads of transfers, taking out all the players who are in the starting mm. lineup to get yourself down to 1984. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no, no one can play after that. Exactly. The last week. Then
1: I'll make some. I'll make. I'll make someone captain at a random. Bring in Fabian Delph. <laughs> Yeah. You, he'll he'll come back from injury miraculously score a hat trick and he'll be
0: like,
1: "Oh, Fabian, <laughs> what are you doing?" <laughs> so yeah, something like that.
0: <laughs> Very interesting. Okay, so uh, we're getting to the, near the end now. So, what um, FPL advice would you give to other managers?
1: Don't worry if your team does shit one week. There's always the next game week.
0: That's it. <laughs> nice. <If you> wanna, <laughs> one, one, one
1: those, it's pretty simple advice, you know. Don't worry about it. Or if you want something a little bit more, um, I suppose, um, informative for them.
0: Ooh, no, 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 no. That's, that's, that's what you've got. That's what you got, you know.
1: Yeah. That's, that's how I roll.
0: I okay. over it after
1: that call. That's it. <laughs>
0: If you could change one thing about FPL, what would it be?
1: I would change the people who decide on who is regarded as a forward or a midfielder, and I would take them out in a line, and I would gladly shoot them.
0: With Slightly rubber, controversial, rubber, but
1: rubber, rubber bullets, rubber bullets. Just, okay, uh, you just you don't want
0: to kill them, you want to hurt them. No, I don't want
1: to kill them. I just want to hurt them. because the, the, the yeah, it's just it really pokes me. You know, you can barely, you know. It's, it's, few strikers you can have. I know there's a bit there, but North not a midfielder. He plays, he's one of the front three and he do not I've not seen track back past his um, halfway line barely ever, which I'm glad about because he gets lots of goals and that, but he's not a midfielder. You know, they need to sort of Figure that that out, you know. Whether it's bringing a new position in, I don't know, but I don't think that'd work. I think it's great how the format is in goalkeeper, defence, midfield, attack. But I do think they need to be thinking more about these wide forwards. You know, you've got certain ones who were who were should never be in the midfield stuff. You know, I mean Rashford was in, or I don't know if Rashford's still in there this year. I know he's injured, but never never a midfield player. You know. Solid, never a midfield player you know it's, there's, there's some crazy ones there who are down the mid, midfielders and you're like well there's plenty of midfielders to pick from so why do that? They're doing it so more people can get some of the top players in but it's not like you you can pay extra to have more money in FPL or something so that they could do that you Just put them in the normal position stop fanning around
0: Fair enough, okay so um this may be similar to another question actually, but pick your greatest ever FPL player.
1: Greatest ever FPL player. Oof.
0: And I believe that FPL goes back until 2002, is it?
1: Yeah, 2002 2003 was the opening season of the FPL. Um, well, I'm probably going to have to go with. I'm going with Mo Salah. I think he is the greatest FPL player. And, you know, it's not just because he's current, but he's been doing it now for the last four or five years. I mean, don't get me wrong. This is, you know, this is a very opinionated question and everyone could have different things. You know, that, you know, we'll go on to something in a minute, which will, I'm hoping, which will maybe make me put out there a of people but you know, I think most Sal would just be about the, the greatest FPL player ever
0: okay so and this is the last question alright can you choose your greatest ever FPL team if value wasn't in consideration so if there's no value at all
1: and this can be north and south players to get combined yep. Yeah. okay well goalkeepers Petr check he just beats Pepe Arena for me um he was in that formidable Chelsea side who just kept clean sheets for fun. Um, you might not have got much but but those points, but the keeper that guarantees you six points most games is um, a pretty good shout for me. Um, there aren't many keepers who get goals. It's very rare when they do. And not many keepers who get many assists either.
0: So they needs to, to get, get that uh, Louis Schiller there. Do you remember him for the Paragraph? Uh, oh, yeah, right? took yeah. three kicks and penalties.
1: Yeah, he did. But that was in South American League. They're nuts down there. You know they—they—I mean—they're they're, they're, I mean, they're, they're just crazy. The keepers down there. Look at Rene Aguirre the Colombian guy. I mean, you know, did a scorpion kick, you know, randomly. He's—you know, he got—he got—he he got, was dribbling on the halfway line in the 1990 World Cup against Cameroon and got robbed by Roger Miller, and um, that were it. You know, but um, nuts. They those keepers are. But yeah, Schiller, yeah, he'd be an exception. But I don't think a, a Premier League manager like Sir Alex Ferguson would have allowed him to do that personally. So yeah. So yeah, Petr Cech goes in there for me. Um, defenders, am I just picking an eleven here? Aren't I, I then? Yeah, um, yeah. So team, so Leighton Baines has got to be in there for me. Um, you know, great FPL player. Took free kicks, took corners, took penalties. You know, he got some goals in there. He's got a good chance of getting assists. Um, good full back, and you know, he played he played regularly. Um, so Leighton Baines would be one. John Terry got to be in there. Top centre half he I think he's a high-scoring defender in um, FPL history, and at least might even be in the Premier League history. I think he might have overtaken someone, like David Unsworth for someone. So John Terry definitely has to be there. Yeah, might not have been lights, but he also he'd be good for bonus points with Terry if Chelsea were up in the co- under the cosh, He'd be the colossal at the back and get the, the mentions and and stuff. I think about then. Um, then I'll go for a modern player with my with my third defender. Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, I think, I mean, people say, oh, that's obvious and you know, he hasn't been doing it long enough, but who cares, he's quality, you know, he's a fullback who's scoring 200 plus points. I mean, him and Andy Robertson are both there, but no disrespect Andy, but Trent's English and you're not, so that's what probably one of the deciding factors on it. So I went for Trent. Um, so so that, close mentions were Andy Robertson. Sammy Hippie who came close to me. I know people, you know, I think how good he was back in the days, but he's got quite a lot of points in the centre half as well. Back in the early few seasons of um, Fantasy League, you know, he was a you know, big unit, got some goals, and Liverpool kept a lot of clean sheets under him, like when, when Rafa were in charge of him. So he came close, but yeah, I'm going with a back three because that's the the wise thing to do when you you need you need at least four in midfield. So so that's that's the the, the keeper and the defence lined up for me. Midfield, I'm going to have to have Salah in there because I said he's the best FPL player, and I'm, I'm not saying that harshly. He, he should be. Um, Kevin De Bruyne is also going to be in there for me um, as well. Yaya Toure, he's going to be in there. That's three. And then my fourth one. So my fourth one, I'm, I'm actually I've got like a list here that I made. So I had a few sort of out, outsiders here, which I, I think were really half decent shouts. Clint Dempsey and Tim Cahill, some ones which people might not go for, you know, a bit out there, but they were quality FPL players. Then you've got your standards, you've got your, your, your Frank Lampard, your Gerrards, your Eden Hazards, Robert Perez as well as in there, and also um, Dimitri Payet I put in there, he was quality in the, the short time he was with the the, the the league. Um, I'll probably get crucified for not going for one of Lampard or Gerrard, to be fair, so... Um, which I don't normally care about too much, but I think I'm going to go for Gerard as my other one. So that's Torre, Gerard, KDB, and Salah as my four midfielders. Um, there's no holding midfielder in there, as you can imagine. Oh, Gerard could have done it. And then my front three, um, I'll, i made a short list of Drogba, Guerrero, Suarez, Henri, and Vardy. Um, I've gone with Drogba, Guerrero and Henri as my front three. Nice. And those three don't need any explanation. I mean, you could pick other ones, you could prefer other ones, but I don't think anyone could argue against those three either.
0: Nice. Like it. Like it a lot. It's it's, it's probably not the FBL team I would pick myself, but it's really interesting to, to see why you picked it. I mean, I agree with most of them, but um, it's a very interesting team. It's good to hear as well. So that's the end of the, the interview, but I'm going to stick in here in any other business, right? So, is there anything else you want to add to what you've said? If there's anything else you want to, you know, bring to the table,
1: I could bring a lot to the table. Um, oof, what, what do I? Where do I start? Who knows? <laughs> um, I, don't know, I suppose in, my, in terms of you know just FPL as a whole, I just think it's um. It's just something to enjoy, I, you know. I, I enjoy playing it. Yeah, I, I've been enjoying our podcasts. You know, it's really it's added a new dimension to, to the FPL for me. I think, and you know, I, I just think it's you know it's it's great to try and you know something to talk about at work, and something to talk about at football or whatever you socially. You know, something to tell your missus about, and she can say I don't care, but you keep telling them about it. Oh, the Fantasy team's doing well. You know, when you're watching match of your day, and if you maybe don't haven't checked your fantasy team. Quite a nice feeling to then say, oh, so and so got an assist. So it adds an extra, an extra dimension to watching football. I think, and some people might think, oh, that's not good. You know, it takes it away. But I don't think it does. Especially for me, was not a Premier League football fan. I think it gives me even more interest into into Premier League football. Um, So, yeah, I I, I think that's you know a big thing for me. It's just you know really enjoy FPL, and um, I suppose you you know. try beating yourself each year as well, which is always a good thing to try and do.
0: I think you really, I think you hit the nail on the head there, though. Uh, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to speak too much on this, but the one thing I would add to that is by playing FPL, it keeps you away from gambling. Because people gamble because they want to make sport more interesting. I think FPL gives that innocent gamble, no money involved. I mean, some people play FPL for money and stuff, fair enough, but realistically it does stop you from spending a lot of money uh, in that kind of in that kind of place so i think fpl gives you that extra element of looking at football a different way but also stopping you from making certain decisions that there, there are people out there who obviously gamble and, and enjoy it and take it easy and, and fair play to them but the people who go over the top if they were playing fpl maybe they might not do maybe they do both i don't know but either way, I think personally that I think you're exactly right. I don't think that I would be as interested in Premier League football, especially when I, you know, the team I support weren't in the Premier League. I don't think I'd be as interested had it not been for FPL. But yeah, May it's been an yeah. absolute pleasure today. Um, really, really enjoyed that. I love the fact that you know we've we've been able to kind of get inside that brain of yours and understand exactly how you're thinking when it comes to FPL wow. and. And football would, in general.
1: I wouldn't say that you, you lot could understand my, how my brain works properly, but, you know, you can give it a go, that's for sure. <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> how my brain works. So if you lot do, please send me some hints, tips. <laughs> you got my Twitter, you got my Twitter ID. So, yeah, tweet me, if not DM me, whatever.
0: And just just a reminder for anyone, his uh, state's uh, Twitter handle is at FPL underscore Northerner and mine is i'm i'm heath and mine is uh, at fpl underscore southerner and this has been your first ever nascar north versus south fpl podcast q a hope you enjoyed it and we'll be back for some more in the future thank you very much guys good
1: night